Welcome to the Retire Right Podcast with Larry Heller. You deserve complete financial advice. There's no acceptable alternative if you want to plan to live well and on your terms. Complete financial advice equals complete peace of mind. Now, let's get into this week's podcast episode. Hello and welcome to Retire Right with Larry Heller from Heller Wealth Management. How are you, Larry? I'm doing terrific, Eric. How are you? I am doing fantastic. I, uh, I I saw the notes for the show, and I'm kind of excited to hear what you have to say because I'm I'm taking some steps right now to help not my retirement, well, future retirement, I suppose, but just my overall budget right now, like refinancing. I think that's a big thing right now. Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm I'm looking at that right now. With uh, I've got two homes, and I need to probably do it on both of them. So we're gonna start mm-hmm. talking to some folks. But you're specifically talking today about strategies that'll help improve your retirement plan, right? Is it, it well, even if, even your savings towards retirement? It doesn't really mean your retirement plan. Okay. And I know that refinancing. You know, I've I've got two homes I need to refinance. As I refinance those, that's going to help me with my overall budget, right? So I can save more, I can invest more, I can do something else with those funds specifically that would have gone to basically just interest on those homes, right? Yeah, absolutely. Whether you're saving for retirement or whether you're in retirement, these are some strategies that you can implement. All right. This is going to be good. All right. So where do we start today? So I'm going to start way back, way back when. So (laughs) what I mean way back when is really when I first started in the business. And believe it or not, mortgage rates were 15% and you could get a CD oh, for 10%. And don't check your microphone, don't check your ears, exactly what I said. Mortgage rates were 15% and CDs were double digits. Wow. So, so, but that is a long time ago and we have had falling interest rates ever since. And now we're down to current interest rates where a 10-year treasury is less than 1%. Mm. So let's see if I'm without dating myself, you know, 20 over 20 years ago, we're we're talking about a change of double digits in interest rates. Your cash in the bank is making you zero just about. And believe it or not, there are some foreign countries that have negative interest rates. Again, don't check your micro, your your headset said they are paying you negative. You put money in and they take it out. So, uh, so that's been, that's kind of where we, does anybody do that? I mean, yeah, does anybody put, oh. they do because there are certain rules and regulations, in some of these countries and what you can't just take, you know, everything out and put it in your mattresses. So you got to put it somewhere. So if everything is negative and they wow. want to have money in the bank, they don't have really have a choice in the matter. So believe it or not, mm. they do. And on the flip side, talking about mortgages, that I just spoke with a mortgage broker the other day who got her client a 30-year rate of, check this out, 2.75% on a 30-year mortgage. Wow. So that's that, that that's incredible. It's crazy numbers that are going on out there. So if you're approaching retirement or in retirement, what do you do about low yields? And that's what we're going to talk about today. You, you can't get enough on yields to even stay ahead of inflation. Yeah. 
So what can you do and what are some of the things that you should be doing in this low yield environment? All right. I'm, I need to know this. I think everybody out there listening does. What's the first thing we can do? Okay. That's the first thing. So if you are in retirement and approaching the normal retirement age, one of the things you can do is delay your social security until you're age 70. Mm -hmm. Your benefit increases by 8% a year. So in a low interest rate environment, growing that by 8% a year is a significant increase going from your normal retirement age to age 70. Yeah. Of course, there are a lot of other factors that go into this. Most people want to take their money as soon as possible. So do you need the money? Are you still working? Are you not working? What is your health? So you can really figure out what your kind of your life expectancy break even is because you wouldn't be taking a lower amount earlier versus a higher amount later. Mm -hmm. And there's some other factors. Does your spouse going to be collecting more than half of your social security at retirement? So there's another reason why to delay. So I'm not going to go into all the reasons why you want to take it or not. You can check out one of my previous podcasts where we talk about this on, on the social security podcast, mm -hmm. but uh, an 8% increase in your payout is one of the things that you can do. And Larry, just clarify for me. I believe that it's you can do that, is it four, for four years? You're delaying it for four years? For, for, well, it's depending upon, it's four, it's gonna be less because the normal retirement age is at 66. Oh yeah. But but it's moving from 66 to 67. That's right. So so as it moves closer to 67, it'll be three years, but so it's depending upon when you retire, so it's up to four years. Yeah, that could be 32% increase if you do it for three years. That's, that's a huge difference. It's huge, but there is a break even because you're not getting that money earlier. And one of the little tricks we talk about Social Security, don't think of that as kind of just free money. Think of it as another asset of yours. Mm -hmm, so, mm -hmm. so are you better off drawing down from an asset that's in your bank making less than 1% and letting another asset, such as your Social Security stream of payments, grow by 8%? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think so. But again, there's some other reasons why you may want to take it earlier versus delaying to age 70. So consult with somebody, do the analysis, but an 8% increase sounds pretty good to me. Yeah, absolutely. All right. What's number two? Number two. So number two, I think we mentioned this is refinancing your mortgage. Yes. So if you're planning on staying in your home for a long time and you're sitting with a 5% mortgage, more, maybe even 4% if you're getting 2.75, you want to do the break-even analysis to see how much the closing costs and where the break-even is before it makes sense. And so refinancing the mortgage and lowering your expenses is a great way to take advantage of the low rates, the low yields in this environment. Yeah, absolutely. Unfortunately, you even though you want to refinance you may not be able to refinance because they look at your income and if if you're not working you may not qualify for a refinance and there are some banks out there because of liquidity issues for the government is imposing do not does not want to take on a lot of these large loans so they're putting into place certain amounts that you have to keep at the banks as well as Fargo I believe right now they you have to have a million dollars 
in assets or mortgages with them in order to refinancing one of their large loans. Wow. So you want to work with somebody or check that out and see if it makes sense. But if you can drop your mortgage rate by 2% over a long period of time, that's a significant amount of savings. Yeah, definitely. All right. So that's number two on my, uh, on, on my, what you can you do in a low yield environment? Okay. Number three. Number three is pay down the mortgage. So not just refinance the mortgage. If you're lucky enough to have some positive cash flow, and before you were thinking about saving it, so where do you put it? Do you put it in the bank? Do you buy bonds? Do you put it in the stock market? Or if you pay off your mortgage or pay down your mortgage, it's a guaranteed rate of return. So if your mortgage is four and a half percent, and let's say you don't want to refinance, you don't have that many years left in the mortgage, or you may be moving shortly, make extra payments to your mortgage. Now, so you're getting a guaranteed rate of return. You're lowering the amount of time that you have to pay in the mortgages. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and it's also a little bit of a nice sleep factor knowing that you have less of a mortgage that you own, less credit that uh, that's out there. So, uh, so that's number three is paying down, paying down the mortgage. Yeah, I, and I've never thought of it that way. I love the way you put that. The guaranteed rate of return, when you're paying it down, whatever your percentage rate, that's what you're basically saving. So that I, I had never thought of it that way. It's kind of a reverse way to look at it, and I love that. Yeah, absolutely. All right, number four. Number four. So this is kind of an obvious one, but really looking at your expenses and reviewing them. I mean, with the pandemic, I don't know about everybody else out there, but we're not traveling, we're yeah. not eating out, or you're buying less clothes. So maybe you're spending less money and maybe you can save some more money. Mm -hmm. So even though you're not making as much money on your savings, making up for it by putting a little bit more away during your pre-retirement years can help you when you get to retirement. So looking at what you can save is another big factor. I realize there may be some people out there that maybe either out of work or their business is off and making less money. So you have to kind of look at all that combined. But if they're lucky enough and you're still making money and spending less, great time to save some more money. Either that or increase what you can do in your 401k plan in your retirement account because now you're getting a tax deduction on that. So lowering your expenses, I kind of combine that with saving more money and especially saving more money in your qualified retirement plan would be a great idea. Uh, yeah, I agree. And Larry, I'm going to just say it. This is a podcast I will be sharing with my wife. So my wife, did you notice that Larry did not say spend more money on the grandkids? I just want to put that out there because <laughs> exactly that's what's happening right now. There, it's it's oh, we're saving all this money doing this. I can spend more on the grandkids. Oh man, that's not how this works. That's yeah, well. yeah that's that's what happens. It's uh, <laughs> or or basically people like just sit home and buy things on Amazon. You know, I've got all this extra money and I'm at home. Oh, it's so easy. Click click, and you get a package delivered. I love getting packages, but yeah, that's uh, yeah. So do I. So does I. So do I. It's great. I, but I think I'd rather receive a nice fat package in my retirement of the things that I've saved and done now. Right. That's what I'm trying to absolutely trick, yeah, trying to train absolutely. my brain. <laughs> that's why I'm here, yeah. Larry. Or do a little. Or do a little of both. You don't. You don't have to be all all in one or all out the other one. Do both. There you go. All right, cake of the month club. Here I come. <laughs> okay. <laughs> What's number five, Larry? 
So number five. So now that you're saving more money, Eric. Okay, <laughs> working on it. What do you do with what do you do what do you do with this money or the money that you have that is making you so little? So I'm having a lot of conversations with people that are really jittery about the stock market and what should they do about the stock market. And on the other hand, they're like, well, if I don't want to have money in the stock market, where am I going to get any returns? I'm like, if you take money out and you put it in the bank, what is your bank paying you? Well, it's paying me 0.04%. I said, well, that's a great rate of return. So what can you do? Well, there's a few things you can do, but you have to look at the risk and the rewards. So you can get some higher yields by going out a little bit further on duration. By buying a bond that matures longer, you can get a higher rate of return. Of course, now if interest rates go back up and you're sitting with a bond that is a six, seven, eight, ten 10-year bond, the value may go down. So you want to be careful about how long you go with that. The other way of doing this is increasing your credit risk a little bit. Instead of AAA treasuries, maybe you add in some... A bonds or some investment grade triple B bonds or maybe a little bit lower. Everything within a asset allocation. So looking at your bond portfolio or your one step above cash and trying to put a a diversified bond portfolio together. We're, We're doing a lot of laddered bonds. And what that means is you buy a bond or we buy bonds that are mature one, two, three, all the way up to 10 years. So as each year comes due, the bonds mature. If rates go back up, they're invested on the higher side. Again, we have a whole podcast on Mm -hmm. bonds if you want to check that out. But now's a great time to look at the yields, look at the bond funds you're in, look at the risk. Don't overshoot on the risk and get stuck. There are people that I've heard that had a lot of these higher yielding oil products and when oil collapsed they've got crushed Mm. so you don't want to just look at the yield you want to look at the total return that goes to the bond too we talk about coupon versus total return so again check out my podcast for more on that so that's one thing you can do on the portfolio the other thing is you know i mentioned people a little jittery about the stock market but one of the reasons why the stock market may be holding ground or staying put is that a lot of the companies are paying some nice dividends. And if you're getting even 2% on dividends, that's more than the one, the less than 1% that you have in the bank account or on the treasury. Of course, the market fluctuate up and down, but getting some dividends on some of the stocks. And if you're in retirement, maybe having the dividends go to cash for you, So looking at your stock portfolio and looking at the dividend rate is something you should be doing as well. So you don't want to just look at the income strategy. You want to look at your total return versus the income strategy. Mm -hmm. But where you can increase some yield within your risk tolerance, within your portfolio, is a great way of kind of increasing your returns in a low interest rate, low yield environment. Yeah, absolutely. And I know that this last topic wasn't just about bonds, but you did mention that there is a podcast on uh, where we really focused on bonds and you taught a ton of great information. That's episode 32 for all of our listeners. If you haven't heard that yet, please go back and check out episode 32 uh, where Larry really broke down bonds uh, quite effectively. 
Thanks for pointing that out, Eric. You bet. And the last thing is managing your cash a little bit. I, I know that you're not making very much money, but there are online banks out there, and those are FDIC insured, and the rates have finally come down on there. But And this is going to be hard for me to say, but they're averaging around 1%, but 1% is better than zero. Mm -hmm. And you can link those right to your checking and move back and forth. And like I said, it was FDIC insured. And for those of you that have got significant amounts of cash and want to talk to us, we actually have a program called Max My Interest, where it automatically moves it to the highest earning banks each month and stays within the FDIC insured. Hmm. But that's really for for people that have got significant cash, $750,000, a million dollars each in cash, and we can put a program together for that so you don't have to constantly be moving from one bank to another every time they change rates. Got it. Well, that's really interesting. Is that something they can find on your website, or is that a call they need to make into the office? Well, we have a link on the website, but they would need to call the office and and we kind of do this. We're not just doing it just for the max by interest. It would be as part of a uh, client service because we don't because rates are so low. We're not charging on this. We're doing this as a uh, courtesy for our clients to get them as a little bit more interest on their cash. So uh, so they can call the office if they become a client. We can go through the Max My Interest program with them. Perfect. All right. That's that's a great incentive to make that phone call. And we'll give the contact information at the end of the podcast here. All right, Larry, what else are we covering today? I think we got it all, Eric. It's not. It's really not so many things I wanted to cover today. I mean, just to recap, you know, look at your Social Security. And if you're getting to that age, discuss and think about refinance, uh, think about delaying, mm-hmm. looking at the mortgage and refinancing or paying down. That's a big one. Looking at your expenses and seeing what you can do about that. And then hopefully saving some more money. That's a, another one that we discussed. And of course, looking at your investment portfolio and how you can increase the returns on your portfolio without increasing tremendous amount of risk. That's another one. Finally, managing your cash a little bit better. So uh, those are the ways that we're looking at increasing or helping you increase your net cash flow, your net returns in a historical low yield interest rate environment. All right. That's a lot to talk about. So let's give them the contact information, all of the listeners. Any of these things that Larry's talked about, obviously, is part of an overall plan, and that's what they do best. I know that he welcomes phone calls in just to, to chat and find out where you're at. So, Larry, how do they get a hold of you? So, absolutely. So, and, and feel free to call us. We can provide a second opinion on how some of these strategies will work with your into your financial plan. So, you can reach us at 631-293-2806 or through our website at hellowealthmanagement.com. Great. Thank you so much for your time today, Larry. Thanks, Eric. Been fun as usual. Absolutely. And the last thank you goes to you, the listening audience. Thank you for tuning in and listening to the Retire Right Podcast with Larry Heller. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Larry comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your friends and family. Again, thank you for listening today. For everyone at Heller Wealth Management, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time.